0: If you ever look, like, there's a couple of movies, Cocaine Cowboys 1, and there's like the reloaded version is the best one. But like basically, like the reason like a show like Miami Vice happened is because all of the, like everybody in America was doing cocaine in the 80s, right? Like it was yeah. a huge deal. Definitely check out um, Cocaine Cowboys. It's really interesting.
1: And then uh, don't forget after that, same Director came out with Viking and Vikings. Come on. Waka waka. No, you get the Gordo treatment for that one. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny.
0: If you have to tell I mean, us. everyone loves alliteration, but that doesn't work.
1: That one worked. It worked. Cocaine Cowboys, Vicodin Vikings. That doesn't work. I was going to
2: add one, but I saw the treatment you got, and I'm just <laughs> oh, no, holding please, my well, now I, I am you for you. Please, what were you going to say? Methamphetamine Martians.
0: <laughs> now does mine sound funny? No. No, I hate uh, you both now. I just hate you both equally. <laughs>
1: back everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show. Rate it and decide if it's a show we want to green light or cancel. This week we're gonna be talking about Strangers with Candy. Strangers with Candy won 30 episodes over three seasons on Comedy Central. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Old Habits, New Beginnings, originally airing April 7th, 1999. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags, with me, as always, the boys, all the boys, Nick, Gordo, Joe, and Ferg. What's going on, guys?
0: Heyo. Hey, Hello. Full strength. And a photograph of me dedicating it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Joe, you're so quirky with your Polaroid.
0: <laughs> I try to do a nice thing and fuck you, Ferg. No,
3: I, I like the joke for you. I liked it. <laughs>
1: I hope the audio comes through enough for that visual gag joke went with the <laughs> audio podcast.
3: No, that, that was pretty loud. I think
0: the noise of the Instamax camera will Yeah, I will think it was loud up.
1: enough. I heard it at least. Uh, yeah, so uh, real quick, everyone. Um, Strangers with Candy.
0: Oh, and it's a terrible photo. It's coming through. It's a bad photo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number four in our back to school month that we're doing all for the month of September. Um, so far, Mr. Iglesias, AP Bio, Abbott Elementary. Now, this one, our fourth and final. For September, Strangers with Candy, we wanted to do all school-based episodes for the month. Um, This show, I have not seen since it was originally on television, and even then, I didn't watch a lot of it. It wasn't like a show I watched much of, but how about you guys?
4: I vividly remember, so I obviously know what the show is. I did not like this show as a younger person <laughs> i uh I just remember always changing the channel it was on it was just it was too weird for me at that age i think uh and i just i didn't enjoy it. I always switched away.
0: I remember really enjoying it when it was new, but thinking it was very weird as well and the, I remember i saw the movie in the theater what was it two thousand and six the prequel movie
1: yeah it was uh it was a bit later on yeah
0: yeah a couple years a few years later but I remember like enough liking it that i went to the, i saw it in the harvard square theater RAP.
1: I was going to say, did I get like a, was that like just in like some small theaters with like, that didn't get like a big theatrical run or anything, right?
0: I mean, that was a Lowe's, but it was like, that was the Lowe's in Boston that played like art films too. That's where I saw the Notorious Betty Page. They'd play just like indie movies, but like not low budget or whatever. But I mean, enough that I liked it that I saw the movie, which I don't remember any of, but I I, I remember enjoying at
2: the time, I guess. I remember seeing it. I remember not liking it, like at all. I remember she just kind of creeped me out. Like, yeah. I saw her,
4: and I was like, ew. <laughs> like, I don't want to It was also, watch her.
2: like, too, We have to remember, when did this come out? 99.
3: 99, yeah.
4: Yeah, so, so like, we were
2: younger,
1: and, like, that was kind of bedtime. It's funny, because, like, to watch this now, and we see, like, the main actress, like, Amy Sedaris, she was 38 when this came out. And we're, you know, that's, like, yeah. our current age, so... But she's right. like made up to look older in this episode. So even even watching it now, I don't feel like she, I'm looking at someone who's my age.
0: I'm a big Amy Sedaris fan. I will say, Amy Sedaris is a very pretty
4: woman. They did such a good job. I think she did a good job with like the way she like molded her face. It must yeah, have been she just she sticks her teeth out, yeah. The overbite so weird, really does
0: it. Yeah, like the, the girl Poppy does the impression of her, and all she has to do is the overbite and like the hunch. It makes it so much, but, like, a great job, like, when you be, like, a pretty, like, a very good-looking woman or whatever, and, like, transfer yourself into looking like this crazy person, like, it's just very good acting.
1: Well, you look, like, over 20 years later, and she was just in Clerks 3, and she looks younger than she looks in this episode.
0: She looks great. At, at Home with Amy Sedaris, which ran for a few seasons, we watched every episode of, it, was very funny. I mean, like, everything she pops up in, she's still great, she's still funny, and, yeah, she looks younger now than... The character of Jerry Blank looked then.
3: Now, Joe, do you remember in the movie, do they explain why she's fucking allowed to go back to school? Because they don't explain it in this episode, and it really bothered me. I can't yeah. remember
0: it. I feel like they must have because it was a prequel. That came out in 2006, so that was what, 17 years ago? Uh, it's it's washed my memory a little bit. I think it was <laughs> a bad date also, so it doesn't help the scenario either. Uh, I'm sure the popcorn was good. I'm sure I had a very large Pepsi,
2: but uh, I don't remember the plot of it at all. Yeah, it just seems weird that she would be allowed to go back to high school. Unless her Billy dad like, was a
1: rich hotel owner or something like
3: that. <laughs> it's to show her dad that she's not a fool. Well, I guess like my brain is broken because I remembered her being in like a coma and coming out of it and being able to go. But that's not the plot at all. So No, her dad's in the coma. No.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah, she just went through recovery and stuff after being like a I'm
3: I, I magically am allowed to go back to school. There's also, like, a
0: crazy timeline thing where she mentions it, too, where she's like, I love that she says, like, I've been a teenage runaway for 30 years. I think it's the funniest line said in this whole episode. Like, the joke of being a teenage runaway at 42 still is so fucking funny.
1: So, yeah, and uh, a couple things. I always like to check the ratings. This one's weird. So, take these numbers with a grain of salt because... uh,
0: Well, now we know that Rotten Tomatoes is a lot of grains of salt.
1: Well, yeah. So, Rotten Tomatoes had no critic score. But the audience score is a perfect hundred percent. But when you look at like some of the when you break down like episode specific and season specific, it doesn't have a lot of ratings. So I think like just a few people physically put a rating on it, and I think like one bad grade would knock this way down. I don't think there's that many ratings. Oh, the
3: percentage I want to be the one to do that. I would say the me people too. who love
0: this show love <laughs> this show wholeheartedly. Uh, a listener of our show reached out to me today. And literally said, anybody who doesn't greenlight this, she is going to hunt down and kill. So I just want to put that out there. That's in the ether for everyone to be aware The fans of the show who love it are very big fans. I'm a fan of the show. I enjoyed it watching it growing up. It's very interesting watching it now, though, with this many years removed from it.
1: Yeah, again, like I haven't really watched it since it was on television in its original run. So it was very interesting to go back. Also, IMDb 8.1. Was the average rating for the show? That's
0: a little how? high. Yeah. Okay, well, I can already see where this is going. Nick is the one hold out, I think. Well,
1: it's very high, but I would say it's one of those things too where shows like this that aren't modern are only being looked back at by fans of the show. Okay. Fair enough. That is a good point, yeah. So you're not having like the detractors aren't yeah, aren't going back and being like, Oh, I forgot how much I hated strangers with candy. Let me check out the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I kind of want to ask, like, my nephew is 13, right? So he's right around the same age we would have been when this came out. I would love to ask him, be like, hey, watch the first episode of this and tell me what you think with no knowledge of it. That would be, like, a very interesting way to see if it held up the way. Yeah, because, again, like, people who are our generation who loved it are still loving it. But I don't know if it'll hold up to somebody now who knows what, like, lo-fi music is or whatever.
3: You know what's crazy is I didn't realize Stephen Colbert was in this show. Me too.
4: I didn't yeah, either, again,
1: yeah. having not watched it since then, I didn't really know who he was in 99. Yeah.
4: Was Michael Ian Black in this show? No, I think you're thinking of Viva Variety.
3: Oh, That's a very different show. I wish we could watch. But they were that.
0: on like at the same time, like that was like the same block on
3: Johnny Blue Jeans, <laughs> Viva Variety, Miss Pac, Miss Pac, Miss Pac, man. This is after Kids
1: in the Hall.
4: Yes. Yes. Because okay. I, I get similar vibes from it too. I don't know why. There's like multiple shows that give me kids adults in, in a vibes. school
1: setting. Like <laughs> like older
0: adults playing characters here there. Yeah. And this is also again, we were in high school and I feel like there's like a weird time warp. When you're in high school, everything exists in like a weird bubble. The things before it and the things right after it are also in a weird bubble. So I think that we sometimes don't think of... We think of this and the shows around it differently, even if it was like three or four years earlier. Like, I think of this the same way. I think of like Mad TV, if that makes sense.
1: And I also want to bring up real quick that our social medias, s1e1pod.com, is where you can find all our links to find everywhere we can listen to us, our socials, everything like that. Instagram and the app, formerly known as Twitter, now X, both of those, s1e1pod. Hit us up on those. We'd like to talk to you guys, find out shows you want us to cover, general chit-chat. Uh, Let us know what you think of the show. We like talking to you guys. Yeah, I mean, unless you guys have anything else to say, I think we should, like, get into the meat and potatoes of the episode here. Let's do it. So we start off, like, in the gymnasium of the school. And so this, this show is shot in a – it's modeled after after school specials, and it's a single-camera shoot. So it's not your kind of typical – Sitcom, which I thought it was like, I, I guess my memory just wasn't good enough. So I kind of thought it was more standard sitcom shot.
4: I did too, actually.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: And we have a, some sort of an officer uh, doing like a presentation in the gym and it's all about like an anti-drug thing. And he has this little like mini, like uh like tin of like every drug that, you know, possible and just kind of showing the kids what it is. And there's going to be a, like a film that he's going to show all of them on the dangers of drugs. I like how he turns
2: on the projector, and then the movie is him turning on the projector. Him going back to it, yeah. This actor,
0: too, Mitch Rouse, he's in a three-episode story arc of Norm, which we just covered.
2: Oh, interesting. I was going to say, this uh, reminded me a lot of like the Troy McClure movies from The uh, Simpsons. Where they do the Troy McClure movies in school?
0: Yeah. Blood on the asphalt. (laughs) All those Troy McClure movies, yeah.
1: I also thought it was funny that this... This anti-drug video, which was all supposed to be like drug-related deaths is the name of the film, and it's just a bunch of just death videos that have nothing to do with drugs. It's just all accidents.
0: It's a trapeze artist and a tiger attack. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, They were all on drugs. Yeah, maybe the guy was on peyote as the tiger attacked him, but I don't know if it's a drug-related death.
0: But One thing I want to point out, too, that we don't talk about is that when they cut to the beginning of this is it's just a bunch of teenagers- in a crowd, like sitting on the bleachers of a school, and then it just doesn't say anything, it just passes over a woman who's clearly way older than them, but doesn't hang the shot on her, which I really appreciate. So it kind of like fucks with your head if you'd never seen this show and didn't know what it was about, you'd just be like, <laughs> Wait, Wait what was that?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I kind of got the vibe that she was a teacher, I know what you're saying, but like she could have been like a teacher, that's true, too. It could have gone both ways, yeah.
1: And while they're all watching this video, is when we get uh, the main character, Jerry. She kind of like turns the camera and she introduces herself. just to paraphrase a little bit. She, she tells you her name's Jerry Blank. She's 46 years old and she's a high school freshman, and she was a teenage runaway. She was, as she says, a boozer, a user and a loser. And uh, now she's like cleaned up and she's back to school. She's living at home again and she's just she also says she's discovering all sorts of things about her body.
2: <laughs> Which is awesome <laughs> because like that's a joke yeah. about menopause, I think, right? I don't know. Every day, my body has something new to show me. My back hurts. My hip hurts. Knees hurt. She does reference
4: her uterus a lot. Her uterus
2: getting scraped, I
4: think is one (laughs) thing they say. Ew. How's your uterus, Gordo? Sandy.
0: (laughs) Okay. A lot of Polish beaches where you're at recently? What are you doing? Also, if nobody knows the backstory of us, it sounds like I'm saying some, like, bad 80s racist joke, but, like, Gordo's at the Polish beach. Like, you can't say Polish
1: without it sounding like
0: you're set up to a joke. Gordo was
3: just in Poland before anyone gets mad at me. It was
1: physically there, yes.
3: Yeah, Physically, his body was in Poland, apparently in a very sandy part. I was. I was. Uh, you were making a Polak joke, you racist bastard. Everyone canceled Joe. He got sand in his Krakow?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was good, okay.
0: For a second, nobody did any response, unhappy or upset. And I was like, oh, shit, did I cross a line? Did I say something <laughs> cancelable? Oh, shit, what did I do? What did I do?
2: No, I think it just took us delete, a minute. Delete,
1: delete. There's uh, Jerry's last name is Blank. Did you guys read why it's Jerry Blank? No,
2: No. No.
1: So when they made the script... They didn't have like a name for the character. He had a full name, so it was Jerry and then it was literally a blank space. It was like an un like just like underscore, like a bunch of underscores, <laughs> oh, like an unfilled
2: that. adlibs. I kind of thought that, but
1: that's funny. There's a we'll bring it up later and I bet you guys can guess who. There's another character that basically was named in a similar fashion.
2: Oh, I know
4: exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I (laughs) know exactly who it is. We'll we'll talk
1: about it later. But yeah, yeah, no, so literally, uh, it just said Jerry with an underscore. It was left blank until they could think of a name. Like, just call her Jerry Blank.
3: I think it works. It's better than being like, this is Jerry Oldfella. Like, (laughs) like. Geraldine Smith or whatever. I do like, though, that one thing they had to do,
0: because like, this is 1999, right? Like, where you can't access all of this stuff anymore. They had to go to the Museum of Television, which was at that point, and still is, but like at that point it looked different, an archive of all this different stuff that you could actually watch, almost like microfiche, right? Like, so they went to watch all of the sky. robotic Mayo, fish? Yeah, the robotic fish and the silverfish. fish. Watch fishy, out for fishy. them. They're very fast.
1: Fishy, fishy.
0: I am the microfiche. But they watched all of the Scott Bayo after school specials. I saw that. To get the vibe for this movie, which mm. I love. Scott Bayo, who we've covered a couple times. Once?
1: Charles in Charge. We didn't do, I mean, we did Happy Days, but he wasn't in the original, like the first. We did episodes. Happy Days
0: and Arrested Development, which he shows up in later, but three shows he's in.
1: And then eventually, I'm sure we'll do Joni
0: Loves Chachi. I would love to do Joni Loves Chachi. Why? Because it's good. And because Joni loved Chachi. Did Shachi watch the Pinky Tuscadero movie or a TV show?
1: From that scene, uh, we get into the actual intro of the show, which I thought was I know that like a lot of this is satirical. I don't know if this intro was the vibe of the satire they were going for, though. I
0: appreciate the sepia tone, though. It's basically just instrumental, sort of like do 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 do
4: do do do, and it
0: shows all the background footage, like sepia toned or whatever. And then it shows all the characters in color above it. Yeah, it is so. a very
4: bland intro. I mean, it, is it is very is bland. not
3: one of the more fun ones you'll ever see. No, almost blank. I would have went with like a parody of um, 21 Jump Street or something like that.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking Schoolhouse Rock almost. Like they could have did something a little funny, maybe a little animated.
0: I like Ferg's idea though 21 Jump Street because you could have shown Jerry like when she was a sex worker and like the different things. A cartoon would have worked well, too, because, like, you usually can do, like, the time jumps well in a cartoon.
1: Kind of show her history. Like, almost yeah. like, um, like, the nannies. Like, how you kind of see the backstory. When yes, exactly.
0: Them. This is the that, nanny of imperfect. That fake-ass
1: perfect. backstory and
3: the and the nanny. I'm back in high school, Mr. Sheffield.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, like Aliens in the Family. Yeah. A
3: far better, more recent example. <laughs>
1: Are you saying, hold on, uh, both episodes, you can go back and listen, we covered Aliens in the Family, we covered The Nanny. Ferg, are you saying that you liked Aliens in the Family more than The Nanny?
3: I'm saying it's a better example because we just covered it, oh, that's okay. all. Okay. okay. I was going to say, otherwise, them's fighting words because, holy cow, does
0: nobody want to see the beginning of Aliens in the Family.
1: So the next scene, we're in Mr. Noblet's uh, class, is that his name, Noblet?
4: Noblet. That's the way I read it, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's Stephen Colbert and... Yeah, it's funny now because uh, same boat. I saw this. I'm like Stephen Colbert's in this episode, or he's in the whole show. He's like one of the, like main writers and everything of the show. He also I don't know if you saw he had already like just started with the Daily Show right when this was coming out Crazy. too, but because he was more involved with this show, they let him do like a condensed Daily Show schedule. So he did less on that to focus on this one because they're both Comedy Central properties. Oh, it's kind of the
0: best 90s ever where he was doing SNL stuff. Like he's ace in ace and Gary, the ambiguously gay duo. He's a writer and actor on the Dana Carvey show. Then he pops into this and then he does uh, the daily show. Like what a weird few years where like he became so present in all of our lives.
1: I, I don't think I, I'm actually positive. I didn't know that he was ace from the ambiguously gay duo. Neither did I. Oh, really? He's
0: ace and Steve Carell's Gary.
1: I had no idea. I had no idea. Wait, really? Guys. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's well known. Yeah, it's very well known.
1: But it hasn't, like, I was watching that 20 something years ago. So I wasn't hyper aware of who either of them really were at the time.
3: I'll say this. If I didn't know it was Steve Carell from looking it up, I wouldn't have known it was. I wouldn't have known Steve Colbert. Oh, at the time, I didn't know who they were. No. But like
0: later on, yeah, you find out.
1: It's just not one of those. Like, I remember it, but I don't revisit it. So it, it wouldn't flag me maybe if i was to watch one now i would hear it but
0: one of the great missed opportunities in the world we were gonna get is they were gonna do an ambiguously gay duo movie and they were gonna have two like really like well-built like buff guys play ace and gary but then have Stephen colbert and um steve Steve carell steve carell do the voices still and just overdub them and it was gonna be written by like all of them with uh Robert Smigel, and then eventually just, like, fell apart because of other stuff. Like, how funny would that be? We're gonna do it, and then it's pack-bombed, so we don't want to make <laughs> any more. <laughs> never finish a whole curtain of OJ. It's like, all right, never mind, we're not doing this anymore. What an awful Pat- movie. Okay, I will say this, though. It's Pat is a better movie than the Stuart Smalley movie. This was a tough time for SNL movies.
1: I like the It's Pat movie. I used to rent it's it from Pat the library. It's
3: hilarious. Like, no, I like Pat. Go not. back and watch it. Yes, it is. No, it's the the best time movie of the for... month
1: again. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Although
0: Coneheads is the best of that crop oh, no, of that year's movies. No
3: doubt. Pretty well, cheap. I think, yeah, head. I
1: think Box Office alone will tell you that. There's not like much debate there.
3: I I would say what what? Wayne's World's the most successful? Blues Brothers yeah, I would might say be. that. Yeah. Blues of brothers all time. Brothers. I mean, yeah. I say Blues Brothers, then Wayne's World.
2: World second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair.
1: The ladies, man.
2: And the Harley Cohen heads. And <laughs> then uh,
3: Superstar is very low in the list, too. Yeah. I bought you these flowers. they look looking real plastic, but they smell real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How fucking
0: broken all of our brains are from the 90s. It is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that disgusts the ladies,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my cavassier.
1: <laughs> my cavassier.
0: Thanks, Satan. We never got a Brian Fellows movie. Otherwise, I would not <gasps> want to live in
1: this world anymore. So, back in this classroom, uh, they're, they're all kind of just doing like their presentations. We have one girl go up first, uh, Poppy, and uh, Jerry's next, and she starts by saying, "You know how history's taught us many things." But then our examples are all about, like, her drug use and being thrown by a horse. Also,
0: when Poppy walks by, Jerry, like, clearly checks out her ass. So you get, like, that immediately from her.
1: Was this basically... Yeah. Am I to assume Jerry's just kind of using her, like, AA speech and just using that as, like, uh, to get through with, like, her school project? I didn't realize
3: yeah. it, but that's probably what it is. Yeah. Her AA or NA speech, yeah.
1: Yeah, because this was supposed to be a report on Brazil. <laughs> and I don't think... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Her doing cocaine has anything to do with that.
0: She mentions goofballs here before, too. And like, I remember from The Simpsons being, or like other shows where kids being like, he's all cranked up on goofballs. I looked up what goofballs actually is, and it's combining meth and heroin. And that sounds like the absolute worst recipe of any two things you could ever mix together. Yeah, so stay away
2: from goofballs. That does not sound goofy. A goofy movie? <laughs>
3: I've always
4: preferred just (laughs) math.
0: I mean, to be fair, I'd rather be up than down. Uh, This actor, too, Ferg, I know you were watching Oz. Did you finish Oz? Yeah, a long time ago. You know when Vern Schlesinger's uh, son gets the girl pregnant and has the grandkid and he stops being a Nazi for a little bit so he can be super stoked to be a granddad? The girl? That's Poppy. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) This is Oz Corner. Continue.
1: So Jerry also uses this as an opportunity, since she's in front of the class, to remind everyone that she's having a party and seeing if anyone's going to be attending on Friday night. Uh, nobody responds. It's like, all right, it's cool. You can tell me later. Uh, and tells everyone that they're going to be serving hot fruit. Hot fruit.
4: <laughs> I actually lost it at this. <laughs> I, so I was like, did she just say hot fruit? As, like, a reason to come, like, that's so fucking weird. But I, I thought sh- that was, I mean, you add some
1: sugar and it's just ba- basically pie filling, right? If you're
4: like,
0: <laughs> hot drooled. apples, like, no, but like, in a crust, you're like, ooh, sure. Yeah.
1: I feel <laughs> well, like no, in reality,
3: a- she would have a lot of friends though, because they're high school kids and she can get them beer. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I thought that I this thought entire the episode.
0: <laughs> the entire episode, which I never thought of when I was 14, watching this now, it was like, she would be everybody's best friend. I got a job once when I was like 24. It was just like a job to take up some time in between a job I got fired from. And the first day, three people walked up to me and were like, hey, nice to meet you. Can you buy us beer after work? And I was like, oh, god damn it. Like, that's how <laughs> kids think. I bought them all beer and I quit that job. But...
1: <laughs> with all the profits
0: <laughs> no i'm not a dickhead i did not charge them anything i was like here's your change and don't tell anybody i bought you a bunch of beer i guess i don't know good first day it was the first day by the way also i also uh know, i didn't figure i quit that job because one day i went to get a beer on my break because i did not give a shit about this job and, and those kids like- drank it all it was a closing shift at a fucking retail store in between real person jobs, but I my company had closed and moved away. I just needed something to kill some time. And the bar I went to was like, our card machine's down. And I was like, what do you suggest I do? And he was like, well, you could come back later and pay me, or you can just keep drinking until the card machine comes back up and I'll charge you for half. And I was like, that sounds like the plan. And I showed up like two and a half hours late for my fucking break, clearly drunk. my boss looked at me and was like, Oh, fuck, you don't give a fuck. I don't know what to do. I was like, yeah, man, I don't give a shit. I just just like, kind of like dealt with the rest of the night. It's <laughs> it like, I don't know, man.
4: Sorry. Everyone here is 18. I give zero fucks. Because FYI, S1E1 does not agree with Joe in the fact that a retail job is not for real people. We also don't contone selling alcohol to children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I just like off a lot of times there.
1: Yeah. In general, we don't agree with anything you said in the last five minutes. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: <laughs> you know, a real people in between my real people jobs. <laughs> well, when you're 25 and you get stuck for
0: two months having to work at an um, Urban Outfitters <laughs> to make some money in between your next job, and you're working with a bunch of 18 year olds who want to buy you beer, it doesn't feel like a real job. I think it's fair. But they were buying you beer. No, I was buying them beer illegally.
1: Fuck. No, it wasn't. <laughs> move on.
0: Move on. Move on.
1: Now we know why the cop cars are going by your house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got them, boys. (laughs) I live in a different state now. They can't catch me.
1: So class is getting out, and everyone's leaving, and the teacher asks Jerry to stay by for a second so he can talk to her. And he asks if she has a minute. it's like, oh, I got to leave early. (laughs) She's having her uterus scraped. She's like, I brought a note. He's like, I know. I read the note. (laughs) We all saw the note. We (laughs) all saw (laughs) the note. He says that he's a little concerned with this party talk. This is, again... Keep in mind that they're doing th- this is really satire in trying to be back to uh, after school, like programming.
0: It's real quick here, too. The way they fucking make this so weird is he asks, he tells them they have to read eight chapters of the book before the next day, which is yeah. like the perfect amount to be like too much, but not so crazy. I think it's like a fun little joke to throw in there.
1: He tells her that he, you know, she should be focused less on this party and more on her grades because as it stands right now, she's on pace to fail. She's like, it's only the third day of class. He's like, yeah, but according to my calculations. And then they cut to him just like.
4: Mashing his knuckles. a yeah, like loo- Loose knuckle right. hitting this calculator. <laughs>
3: like such an odd shot. Which it's is- funny. Of all the weird over the top shit on this show. That's the one thing that really bothered me. I was like, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Even though Steve Carell and its nineties Comedy Central is too much for you.
4: I feel like that's a Stephen Colbert thing. Like I feel like he was the one who came up with the okay, get this shot real quick, and he just mashed his knuckles on the type uh, the typewriter. I
0: mean he's also one of the writers and creators, so like every he had a lot of say in this, you know? Yeah.
1: And yeah, she's basically saying, like, if I don't graduate by the time I'm fifty, I'm gonna be the laughing stock of Flat Point High. <laughs> <laughs> It also mentions that the, the whole reason she's having this party is to make some friends. But his um advice to her is like, you know, no one makes friends with the failure.
4: It's true. Joe did not have any friends while he was working that lowly retail job.
1: <laughs> you really you really <laughs> hit a
4: sore spot with Nick and <laughs> yeah, nick's mad right now nick when's the last time you worked retail i've literally never worked retail yeah fuck you nick he's probably a million i'm supporting us. the people who do work retail. I was, say, I
1: was pretty sure joe was about to double down on that and piss people off <laughs> even more
0: <laughs> i've worked retail i've unloaded trucks i've put up garage doors i've done a lot of jobs i'm a man
3: of the people i just remember when jay worked at old navy and joe was like <laughs> peasant I was like peasant. You don't smell like gasoline from pumping gas all day. How fucking (laughs) dare you?
1: Oh, retail. (laughs) As he's washing the windows, I let
0: my shoe on fire, smoking by accident an hour ago.
1: (laughs) Pretty cool working at the food court, right? So after that scene, we're over at the lockers, and she has like the like this sign-up sheet on her. It's so sad in a way. She has like this like big sign-up sheet for like yeah, that's what they want you
4: to feel, though. But they're smart because I
1: genuinely felt bad. Yeah, and she's talking to the girl Poppy, the one from class earlier, and she's just being so meaner, but, like, it's tricky, right? On one hand, she's, like, trying to hang out with her, asking her if she's going to go to the party. Poppy's not interested. But also, like, she's a 40-something-year-old woman in high school. And asking like, why... a
0: 17-year-old girl.
1: Yeah, like, why would she be hanging out with her? That'd be weird. So I can understand why this girl like, oh, no, I don't want to hang out with
4: her. That's you. it. Maybe this is why Ferg thought that she was in a coma because she's acting... She's not acting her age. I mean, I get that she's yeah. in high school, but she's not acting her age. It's like she oh, like, this is like a fever coma a dream. Skip. Right, exactly, yeah. Like this
0: ends at the end and she's in a snow globe like saying elsewhere.
2: She's <laughs> like an arrested development here. That's the correct term?
0: It is. It was just confusing for a second because there's also a sitcom called that, which is also <laughs> what we cover. So I was like waiting for you to be like, is he making a joke or is he using no, the No, term- no, no, no.
2: I mean, I was actually using the psychological name for that
0: here's the thing though i don't think she's in arrested development i think she lived her life and she was a sex worker and a drug addict for 30 years i think she's not in arrested development i think she's mentally ill and trying to relive her youth i think that's different if that makes sense
3: well, we'd know that if they fucking explained how she's able to go back to school like, yeah, don't. that
0: is the again. That is the one thing where you're like, that's a glaring omission. Like, Billy
3: Madison came up before this and did explain it at least. But like, where are her adult friends? Like, right from before she went back In, to school. Yeah,
1: that's not a world where I mean, if you're trying to clean up from drugs and prostitution, you're starting over. You don't bring anyone from the past with you. So
4: yeah,
0: you're not like, hey, I can't shake my wee wee anymore.
1: <laughs> She's friends with this kid Orlando, the uh, kid that's at the lockers with her.
0: Orlando, I love looking at what people do, and a show like this, too, it was in the 90s, I'm like, there's a lot of older people in this show, I'm like, somebody was in Mantis. Nobody was in Mantis. But Orlando has, like, six acting roles, one of which is in the sitcom Whoopi. So, R.I.P. Whoopi.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we'll cover Whoopi at, at some point in time.
0: In memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna die one day, and we're all gonna, like, the group chat. just gonna be like... I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> like, you're
3: giving this joke anymore. You see everyone that knows us is eagerly waiting for our response, we just don't do anything. Don't Have we stuff. ever explained this
1: on the podcast? No, no, because it's one of those things, like, a lot of things we've done that doesn't paint us in the right light. <laughs> 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 so- I, I don't know. This one's kind of kitschy. You know, when it, when something's funny to you and you explain it, you go, oh, I can see how you don't find this funny. Though. <laughs> yeah, 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 I will say this, though. We have a lot
0: of listeners who've listened since the beginning. And thank you guys so much. It's amazing. And I'm sure they're probably confused as to why we constantly bring up Whoopi. And then we all say
3: R.I.P. So maybe it's worth mentioning. I think it's worth mentioning. One
1: of you want to explain it?
3: Well, to really get into it, back in the days of AIM, when people had away messages, whenever a celebrity would die, you'd see R.I.P. that celebrity. So for one day, we all just put in R.I.P. Whoopi Goldberg, and it like took off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that part of it, but that... that Neither do out. I, don't
4: I remember it on Facebook only. No, this was before Facebook.
1: We've been doing this for like 20 plus years, yeah.
4: Ferg, we came to your house that night for...
0: I'm guessing it was raw, probably Monday.
2: Yeah, I would, I would think so.
0: And that's when you could change Wikipedia very easily. <laughs> oh my so, God, that's, that's right. That's we said right. she died. Uh, G-
4: Nick, <laughs> start that over again. Uh, uh, I wasn't including that part purposely. <laughs>
1: uh, oh,
3: can't. Uh, I mean, we're in it now, boys.
4: Like, no, we're not, man. Just
1: get it over with. You're going to get
3: us canceled by the Strangers with Candy audience. What are you doing?
1: This 20, 20 plus, is 20 plus years ago. I, wanna, I just want to remind everyone. Yeah, I mean, also, we would, I mean, even now. Every once in a while, I think one of us will toss up like an RIP whoopie, like on Facebook or something. <laughs>
4: it's funny because the people we've been friends with on Facebook for like the longest time would be like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> like
1: enough already. But you always get in someone. 15 15 years like, of shit. You always get someone who like instantly googles it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing that was good about the AIM days is like people didn't look things up as quite as much. You do, you do that these Couldn't. days, people. Will instantly Google Whoopi Goldberg to see the death thing so they can send it to their friends. (laughs) No, no, because they'd look it up and then they'd see Wikipedia the Said it again.
0: (laughs) Anyway, it was on Wikipedia for about three minutes, but the beautiful thing we found it back then was Wikipedia had archive logs so you could just print out that that was a change that was there forever. I don't know if you still, I mean, you probably still can, but it's probably changed a billion times
3: since then. Yeah, me.
0: People going in putting anecdotes about the movie Burglar or whatever, I'm sure.
3: It's <laughs> a movie with her and the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, is it something Jones? No, you're thinking of Sister Act. No, my brain is thinking of
0: Tammy and the T Rex, which is a very different movie.
1: Theodore Rex.
0: Theodore Rex, thank She's Theodore you. She's one with
1: like Earl Sinclair.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically yes. Earl Sinclair.
1: Who, who could forget that 1995 classic? <laughs> Theodore Rex. What's the one I think her she followed it
0: up also with the movie where she was like a NBA basketball coach. She had a tough few years in the nineties. And then she died and miraculously was reborn. She is our But not Jesus. before
4: she farted on the view. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: wait, wait—is that a thing? Yeah,
4: she, yeah.
3: yeah. She yeah. found yeah. it on the view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you
0: and she was like, "Yeah, that was me." But that was also the exact same time where she was the spokesperson for leak pads. For like, if you dripped pee all day and you needed a pad in your underwear, so like, she was at a point where she didn't give a shit about that anymore.
4: I think after she farted verbatim, she was like, Oh, little frog slipped out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you got something funny, like mouse on a motor scooter or whatever. Like you got like, to like,
1: <laughs> we've, uh, we've gone over this before. Um, we definitely have, <laughs> as, as I say it, this group is definitely split up into Team Fart and Team Come. Uh, I will say, as a proud member of Team Come,
0: TCB, baby, taking come a business.
1: that should be the first merch shirts (laughs) the TCB Uh, the
0: Elvis (laughs) TCB this is taking come a business
1: (laughs) uh, working overtime I'm veto but but as someone who (laughs) typically does not find fart humor to be very funny at all I do remember and think it's hilarious that (laughs) people (laughs) farted on television
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem with those kind of microphones they pick up everything oh yeah
1: Uh, to cycle all this back this kid Orlando that she's talking to, I, it's like, I, I'm under the impression that it's like her only friend in school, but she's he can't uh, have lunch with her. And then she just like makes fun of him. She like calls him a pan-faced chimp and like does like <laughs> no, a weird- I was eat, like, 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 where do
0: you get off? And she calls him a chimp and says, I'll peel my own banana. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you get that quick cutaway afterwards of her just alone <laughs> in the cafeteria eating.
2: Again, very sad. We never ate alone, but... No, we're very lucky
0: that we were the worst people ever who nobody liked, but we all had each other. A large group of
2: them. We were yeah,
0: very like we large had a big group, group of, like, the worst people who, like, at least had each other.
3: Speak for yourself. I was beloved.
1: We were, I mean, like, again, to, uh, not that we need to explain ourselves. Our group was pretty big in high <laughs> school. I wouldn't say we were, like, I feel like it's being painted, like, at least it was just the five of us. Like, no, we had a pretty big group back then. <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, and, like, if, you know, whatever, like, but that's the important thing is, like, you find your, what do they say? So it's, like, the fucking thing that's in like You find
1: your tribe. You find your tribe. Yeah. After lunch, he's uh, meeting up with the teacher, Mr. Jellyneck. Neck. Uh, actually, and I should mention, too, the actor who plays Mr. Jellyneck, him, Jerry, and um, Stephen Colbert, like, they're, like, the main creators and writers behind the show, the three of them.
0: Yeah, they were all together on a show called Exit 57, which was like a Comedy Central sketch comedy show that lasted for one season before they did this. Which is kind of weird that, like, we talk about this all the time on this show, where, like, these channels all have streaming, whatever. Like, there was so much interesting stuff. I think about all the time Comedy Central had a show called Make Me Laugh. Do you guys remember that? I remember Make Me Laugh. No.
1: I remember Make Me Laugh. It was like almost like a Who's Line style game show.
0: Right, but you put a person in a chair, and then you'd get comedians, and they would give you 30 seconds, and they'd just do jokes in your face and try to make you laugh. And the longer you didn't laugh, the more money you made. And I remember, uh, god, what's his name? He was a Boston comedian. Bill Burr. Burr. Kevin Meaney? Who? I think it was Kevin Meaney. He passed away a couple years ago. He was a, you'd know if you saw him, he was a pretty funny Boston comedian or whatever, but... At one point he was like, Are you not gonna laugh at me? And then he just pulled out a bunch of rope that was all torn up and he said, Frayed not and the guy <laughs> couldn't handle himself. <laughs> and I laughed so hard and to this day I think about that joke all the time. Like frayed not is such a good prop humor joke.
3: He's not joking. He made that joke when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah it's it, yeah, it stuck remember, with me, yeah. yeah. I never claimed it was my own though. I'm not i s I'm not a thief. <laughs>
1: So, uh, anyways, while she's going into Jelly Neck's classroom, he's uh, finishing up a painting he's doing for uh, Drug Awareness Week. The Battle of Miami, which is uh, Columbus fighting the Pilgrims.
0: The joke of that's so funny because he's doing a drug awareness joke. So, he's clearly doing, like, a riff on the cocaine cowboys and all of, like, the 80s Miami Vice stuff that was going on. But it's Columbus. Like, what is happening?
3: I'm glad you get that. Cause
0: yeah, I didn't, I didn't get think that was very <laughs> good. Yeah, I didn't get it either. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, if you looking, like, There's a couple of movies. Cocaine Cowboys 1. And there's, like... The Reloaded version is the best one. But, like, basically, like... The reason, like, a show like Miami Vice happened... Is because all of the... Like, everybody in America was doing cocaine in the 80s, right? Like, it was yeah. a huge deal. And all of the cocaine came in through Miami. So, there were all these crazy drug cartels in Miami. And there was, like, shootouts every week. Like, at, like, mini malls and in... Everywhere yeah we talked about this imagine. on the
4: golden girls episode actually yeah
0: it was like a really weird time in florida and in the u.s history it definitely check out um cocaine cowboys it's really interesting but like it was literally considered like don't go to florida because you might get shot in the middle of like a cocaine deal and that's pretty much what i've seen every episode of Miami Vice, and there is a Miami Vice episode uh reference coming up in this episode later but that's basically the sort of impetus of the show that's what was going on
1: and then uh don't forget after that um same director came out with Viking and Vikings. Come on. Waka, waka.
3: No, you get the Gordo treatment for
1: that one. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny.
3: If you have to tell I mean, us.
0: Everyone
2: loves alliteration, but that needs <laughs> to work.
1: That one worked. It worked. Cocaine Cowboys, Viking and Vikings. That doesn't work.
2: I was going to add one, but I saw the treatment you got. and I am for you. Please. What were you going to say? methamphetamine martians now does mine sound funny no no i hate Uh, you both now i just hate you both equally
1: well anyways jerry's talking to this teacher who's like the art teacher he's kind of a a weird dude but um talking about how she's an outsider and she's having a hard time making friends his initial response is really you have such a beautiful brother (laughs) okay (laughs) okay
0: I do love it, though, because it's, like, a good foreshadowing to set up that, like, we'll obviously meet his brother, right? Or her brother.
1: Yeah. He's trying to give her advice and saying that, you know, she's, you know, a joy to be around and stuff like that, and that she kind of has to kind of embrace the things that make her unique and says, just go with what you know. That's the big advice to her.
2: Yeah, I didn't get that this was a satire of after-school specials, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? If you don't know that, because
0: I feel like... Us as kids, like watching it as a kid, I didn't
2: I didn't pick watch that it as up. a kid.
0: You know, like I'm saying, but as a kid when watching it like as like you don't know that now, but imagine trying to watch that as twenty years ago. Like it's harder to grasp that. Knowing it makes it funnier, but not knowing it, especially back then, was very confusing.
3: After our uh Mary Happy Whatever episode, I was worried you guys didn't know what satire was. I'm glad you get it now though. No, we knew. <laughs> we knew.
1: And when we see it, we identify it. <laughs>
0: I'm just so sad that Jerry Lee Lewis brought himself so low to do a TV show like that.
1: Yeah, so to go back <laughs> to the Merry Happy Whatever episode we did for Christmas uh, this past year, uh, Ferg still under the belief that it's a satirical show, which it very much was not. It was just a bad show. But you can go back and listen to, uh, listen to our episode, watch the actual episode of the show on Netflix, decide for yourself. I wouldn't suggest episode.
3: watching the actual episode. As someone who greenlit it, I wouldn't suggest watching the episode. <laughs> You can watch our episode, though, or listen to our episode. It was very Christmasy though. There's a lot of green and red lights there. Do you love Christmas? (laughs)
1: Listen to our episode. Jerry makes it back over to her locker, and the sign-up sheet she has for a party, people have written loser all over, and uh, (laughs) obviously she tears that all down from her locker, very upset, opens it up so she can talk to her one true friend, her turtle Shelly, that's in the top part of her locker.
0: I do appreciate this, where she just keeps clearly hammering in, like, I would be so lost if anything ever happened to you, Shelly. We're like, I like how heavy-handed it is. They're yeah, really foreshadowing.
1: That they, was It's very deliberate, so you know something is going to happen to this turtle later on.
3: I didn't like it because it stressed me out. I'm like, I don't want something to happen to the turtle. Yeah. It's like Frog
0: Baseball, the first Beavis and Butthead, or <laughs> poor, poor Kevin in the office when he tries to rebuild
4: the turtle.
1: Oh, that was so sad and then after a turtle interaction she heads over to the bathroom and you have like that girl poppy and a couple other girls just in there she walks in to hear these girls already like just making fun of her unknowingly um that she's there
0: and doing the overbite
1: it's i mean it's sad they're also making fun of the hot fruit thing so i'm glad that uh it's acknowledged that that's a weird (laughs) thing that's
3: That's not just
2: something normal in this universe (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i like how she tries to befriend them with uh Making drugs for them? You know how to make
3: drugs. That's after she tries to go with, take the advice of the teacher and goes with what she knows, but what she knows is old people thinks.
1: Well, her friend, what? Well, they, they, they eventually settle on drugs but her first oh, oh, offer I, want a was quick, like, I
3: want a quick time out for
0: you just said that what she knows is old people things and she invites them to go to a cockfight. fight
3: are yeah. you trying to tell me that going to a cockfight fight is an old person behavior you know, as, as soon as i got old first thing i went to was a cockfight. <laughs> little yeti side film
1: he was so upset when he saw chickens there
0: <laughs> amy sedaris also is in chicken run
3: I don't, I don't want, want to be, be a pie. pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: forever. We'll be on our deathbeds if we're lucky at like <laughs> eight years old. We'll be like, I don't want to be a pie.
1: <laughs> and I mean, I feel bad. I mean, she's, she's trying to hide. Even like when they were making fun of her, you could see her trying to like hide a little and try to pretend like she didn't hear them when they look over at her. But this offer for drugs, uh, it does, it, it works out. Right. So, because now like Poppy is seemingly like the leader of the group. Is receptive to it and is uh will be accepting of these drugs.
0: I do also like we didn't mention it, but when she's talking to the girls before that, trying to find the first way to get them to like her after the uh cockfight thing, she just points to her crotch and says, Don't you hate when you get gas trapped in this region here and all the high school girls are like, What the fuck is happening right now? It's so good. That's
1: what she knows. That, That makes more sense. That's better than cockfighting. Also, just the idea that she's offering to make the drugs. Like, not just, I can get you drugs. It's,
2: yeah, I can make you drugs. I can make drugs. <laughs> What's even weirder is, wouldn't the first thing you could do, because of her age, be like, yo, I'll buy you beer? Yeah, Yeah, that's what we were saying. saying. It's, it's easier, to to, like, much easier than making whatever the fuck she makes, the gloop like, or the glop.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll get a keg and a handle of Jim Beam. Let's do this shit. It was be so much easier for 17-year-old girls.
1: I mean- I guess to look back at it, right? And we keep saying just buy them beer, buy them beer. But there's also this, like, she's having trouble getting people to go to her party and she could have just spread the there word. There will that be beer. The, there will yeah. be beer at there the party. There will be beer at my
0: party. There will be and beer at my party. you all the we'll high school
1: kids to show up to your party, yeah. So now after they agree that she will be making some drugs for this girl, uh, we get to the next scene, which is <laughs> her at her house. And she's talking to her father. And this was something that I forgot about the show. Her father is just, like, in this, like, petrified state at all times. He looks like he's, like, frozen. That's funny, because that's the main thing I remember from this show.
3: Same, yeah. It's the thing that's I, like didn't the that most. It I didn't remember that at all. I didn't remember it awkward. either.
1: You see him in the intro, and when they showed him, it, like, it came back to me. But it was just... I didn't really remember any details about the show until we covered it. And to see that, and how extreme it is, and how, like, just insane him just being in that, like, frozen state. But they act the The idea is that it's not addressed, and in their world, it's almost like he's not frozen. It's like we see him like not moving, but there's like things that are happening where he's grabbing the remote <laughs> like or he gives the dollar. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two dollars <laughs> in his
0: hand. The here's your two dollars scene, or he grabs
2: his shirt.
1: Yeah, but yeah. we never see him moving. You know, but somehow he is moving. And like, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe if. If you haven't seen it, see it's
3: confusing. I would have preferred he never moves and they're just kept trying to deal with the fact that he's stiff as a board, maybe dead. <laughs> I don't. Know, I kind of like that something. he does
0: things like pulls money out and everything. There's a scene later where he's clearly looking up sexually at a girl dancing, like a teenage girl that I think is <laughs> yes. like the funniest thing. That actor too, Robert Garry, he's like a he was a painter. He only has like six credits total. In his entire acting career. And one of them is that weird Ryan Gosling neo-Nazi movie, The Believer. Do you guys ever see that? No. 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 It's like Ryan Gosling is a Nazi skinhead who wants to blow up a synagogue that he decides he doesn't want to. But, like, it goes all afoul. It's like a really weird movie from, like, I don't know, the early 2000s. I don't
3: think I've ever even heard of it.
0: At the t- remember uh, Superstar Video in Winthrop. At the time, the girl... I was dating. We used to, like, every Friday, like, you go and, like, rent a few movies, right? Like, hang out for a while. And, like, that was, like, a new movie. And Ryan Gosling was, like, you know, the hot babes. So we like, oh, we should watch this new Ryan Gosling movie. And Ryan Gosling is just like, sick hell. You're like, holy shit. I did not expect this movie to be what it is. Like a fine wine. He only gets better with age. He does get better with age. And luckily, he doesn't, you know, be a Nazi anymore, I guess, right? I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In, the bar- In the
3: Barbie movie, he's very blonde. Blue eyes. <laughs> right? Ooh. Because he's Ken.
1: Uh, this is also when we meet the brother, Derek, that we had heard about earlier, because apparently Mr. Jellyneck thinks he's a beautiful human. Uh, I liked when Derek said to her, like, they were talking about the party. He says, oh, I heard Ann's coming t- uh, to the party. And she's like, really? Anne who? And who? He goes, "Ann visible. Another <laughs> laugh out loud moment. It's like, no yeah, one's coming to your funny. party, plug. Now, what's his age supposed to be? Is he like, that's what I senior? couldn't figure out. He's supposed to be high school aged, I guess. But it's weird because the dynamic isn't that she's in her 40s and he's, like, 20 years her junior. They act like they are close in age. Yeah. And they would have been going through high school together for the first time. But also, this is... It's tough because we're breaking down a show that, like, very little logic... We just talked about how the father is, like, basically a petrified statue that somehow is able to, like, do things without us noticing. So, it's tough to, like, find logic in things, but, yeah, the yeah. way that they're playing these characters, the age gap doesn't make sense. It's almost like, even though she is 46 or whatever, it's...
0: Well, it's her stepbrother.
1: Yeah, but they're playing it as if they are similar in age.
0: Because they're in high school together,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: And maybe and maybe that's part of it, though. Being step means they, they're just kind of... Now, is it brother or half-brother?
3: Step. Because I know that's different mom. It's different mom and the
2: That'd same That would be step
0: brother.
1: No, I think it's half. I think they share a father.
0: No, they call him stepbrother.
1: Uh, so I had read this. They incorrectly call him stepbrother.
0: Because they're actually half siblings.
1: Because they do share the father.
0: Okay, so she never gets stuck in the washing machine then.
1: Uh. Well, mm. if then it's even if they were steps, wrong. they would have. That's yeah.
0: If the internet is to have me believe anything nowadays, if you have a step-sibling, you will at least once get stuck under a bed or in a dryer.
3: In the context of this show, that would cover so many genres. It's the step stuff, the old lady, the
0: It covers every kind of thing you know. anyone on this podcast would want to watch.
1: As they're arguing, there's a point where Jerry calls him a stupid blood fart.
4: <laughs> That's another one. I was like, did she just say that? My favorite
0: part of that, too, is when the mom yells at him. He goes, well, he is, which is the <laughs> best response to that.
1: The, the mom or her... Step or yeah, her stepmom comes in, and she does suggest to Jerry that, like, why don't you and Derek co-host the party? We, like, basically insinuating, like, Derek has some friends, so maybe if you guys are both hosting, like, people will show up, which I actually thought was sound advice.
3: That occurred to me before she even said it, and I didn't think this show would use real logic, but it yeah. does. Like, where'd you sneak something normal in here? I watched The Faculty not that long ago. Great movie.
0: Which I think we all saw in the the theater theater together. Most of us in the theater together. But there's a scene in that movie too, which I think is the same year as this, where one of the girls calls one of the guys a blood fart. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, two things in 1999 did that. I've never heard anybody in real life say that though. Blood fart? Like, we'll call somebody that. I mean, like, I've heard the term, sure, but like, never been in a huge fight with somebody who's like, fuck you, you blood fart. Like, that wasn't like ever a thing that was said. But if you watched this and the faculty back to back,
1: I could go as far as to say, I don't know if I've heard the term Yeah,
3: I don't even remember it in the faculty, which I've seen a million times.
0: I mean, like, I guess I've heard the term because I watched this in the faculty recently. I don't remember hearing it. I mean, I don't have, like, a Rolodex. It was like, yes, I do recall hearing that 20 years Who ago. Who says I it just, in the
3: faculty? <laughs>
0: uh, the fucking, the girl who's, uh, has, like, a lesbian shield.
3: Oh, the chick that was in, um, everything in that that are, yeah, where she's like, I'm
0: not a lesbian, I took a lesbian shield, so guys would not hit it on me. I didn't mean it's like a weird way that she says
3: those terms. I watched it like, I don't know, a like month months ago, it was on like, it's streaming somewhere. Yeah, she was in the American version of The Grudge and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, she's like, she's, then she are, just a, disappeared. There's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Um, what's the guy that plays Mr. Furlong? Was it the Daily Ho- Show host guy? Yeah, um, John, John Stewart. Yeah, John, John Stewart, Stewart yeah. was not coming to me.
1: Wasn't, um, <laughs> are, we, are we talking about is it Katie Holmes you guys are talking about?
3: No,
0: no, no. It's the girl who's like the gothy girl in it. It's better. I mean, like again, I watched it a long ago, but like it—that's not a movie that sticks in your brain either. It's just like a. You all oh, well, the weird
1: no. tangents we get into. This is like one of those like doesn't. You'd <laughs> doesn't know her matter. if you
3: saw her. She was in like everything in the the Very big and just in just that, that time, yeah, but never like a star.
1: Well, anyways, uh, to move forward, the next scene. Jerry's in her room, and this is this is when she's making the glint. And uh, also talking to her mom, her mom is in an urn, but she kind of like opens, up, she like opens up the urn to talk to her. Like she has to talk directly to the ashes, which is strange instead of just like to the urn.
0: Which is weird because if you ever talked, ever seen ashes, like if you see them in real life like that
3: too, it's like it's a weird thing. You don't want to talk to it. First of all, we all know if you open an urn, there's a flashlight in there and it shoots light at you. <laughs> And then a
0: purple version of you comes out of nowhere. You have to fight him wearing a mask for some reason.
1: Also, so this glint, what, I'm, I was trying to remember what went into it. But it it's it all
0: household like, products. The entire thing is household chemicals.
1: And it basically was like when you teach kids how to make like, um, like slime out of glue. <laughs> it's essentially what she right, was doing.
3: Yeah. It looks like GAC.
1: Isn't that like a drug term too? GAC? Yeah.
3: No, it's a fun, it's a fun Nickelodeon toy. Yeah, yeah you
0: could definitely like get gacked on Coke, but you don't call Coke gack. I mean, maybe you do now. I don't know. At the time when I, when I knew about people doing Coke back then, I never heard them call it gack.
1: Just funny the idea of like that's when you want to check in with mom, like hey, trying to make cool with the other kids in school, so I'm making them all some drugs.
0: I love that though because you don't know what her mom was like, and maybe her mom was like just like her and would have got right. down with it, you know. Also, not to harp on the blood fart thing too, though, but she like is talking about like her life with her mom there. And she's like, I'd wake up with blood on my ass and I, we'd get high. You're like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening?
1: And now we're like back at the school and Poppy's like, all right, well, so are you all talk or what? And then she's like, takes this bag of glint out. And again, it's like, it's like a blue slime type thing. It's not, <laughs> it's not the kind of drugs I was expecting to see.
0: Do you know what it looks like? Do you ever, like, at, like, a garage or, like, a job site or whatever where, like, there's, like, industrial cleaner where you, like, pull your hand and you pull, like, a big chunk of it? It's usually, like, orange. Uh, sometimes you can use it without yeah, water. Yeah, it's always in about, concentrate.
3: Right? You have to add water to it.
0: Yeah, like, it's, like, in a tub and you grab it and you add yeah. water to it after. But that's what it looks like to me. It's, like, just so concentrated and so thick.
1: When she was explaining what the glint was to her, you know, and going by, like, its other street names. She was like, you just uh rub it on your lips. She was holding the bag like over her crotch, and I thought that was intentional.
0: That was intentional. Oh, yeah, oh, I was was okay. I thought yeah. Anything, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then like I thought when Poppy goes to do some of this glint and like smears it on her face, I thought she was gonna correct her and be like, No, you're doing it wrong.
4: Yep.
0: And then the next Jerry thing she says too is about like the other lips. Cause she says, I used to rub it on me liberally when I worked the donkey show in Tijuana." So, like, they're really hammering it. It's kind of crazy, too. Like, I know the world is getting more, like, it's not the same as it was in 1999. But, like, I probably didn't pick up on a lot of this back then. And now you're like, this is kind of fucking out there and wild for for the time. It's pretty impressive.
2: Wasn't there another reference to a donkey show around that time? Like, that was...
0: Clerks 2? Yeah, That was way later. That was, that was yeah. like, 2006-ish, though, I think, yeah. I missed my donkey.
1: There's, I mean, listen, they're not the first ones to address Donkey Show either. Like, Donkey shows were yeah,
0: Donkey Show is, like, yeah, a cultural thing.
1: That's, it's always a joke,
3: but yeah. What's was like, it uh, with Tom Hanks? Was it Bachelor Party? Yes. That yeah, that's like 84. Famous.
0: Yeah. When Tom Hanks is going to marry Tawny Catane. What a weird movie. One
1: <laughs> yeah. of the sketch comedy shows brought up to... You? It might have even been, like, Nick Swardson's show that was on Comedy Central, but that was way later. But yeah, in any event...
0: Oh, the show that brought us Trust Fund Cat, Wheelchair Kitty, one of the funniest <laughs> sketches of all time. And gay robot. Then gay robot.
1: And then we get to the gym, and now Poppy's like on Glint. (laughs) The way that they
2: shoot it is so weird.
1: They make you look it kind of like you're like a like a sweaty zombie. (laughs) Like it's the character in any
3: zombie movie that gets bit and is slowly turning, but they haven't gone full zombie yet. (laughs) You never go full zombie.
0: But they shoot her though, she's perfectly shot in between two archery targets. And they hold on her, so, like, my brain was like, oh, she's gonna get shot with an arrow because they're doing this in gym class, and she's not gonna be able to react to move. And then, like, that was just a cool shot, they just don't do anything with it, but it looks really good. I wish we had archery in gym class. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of cool stuff, like, I sometimes you see people that are like, oh, yeah, like, we'd go to, like, the pools, like, the school had a pool and all that stuff, you're like, there's no <laughs> way that anybody, like, our town would ever have the money to have, like, a public, like, a, a private pool we could swim in or whatever.
3: Our only treat was giddy
0: up for Gaga. <laughs> did love giddy up for Gaga. And we, well, we did have the ice hockey rink, though, that we could go in.
1: Yeah, but it was, like, for a few days a year in middle school or whatever. And,
0: and they never Zambonied at first, too, so you just, like, yeah. trip a bunch because of a bunch of chunks taken out of the ice. Because, like, the over-40 hockey league had just played. And you are like, why are we doing this?
1: So they're about to do, like, a rope climb. And I don't know, is it the glint that made her so good at it? She just like got up that rope in like seconds flat. Probably.
0: Ferg, you made me laugh earlier because you were talking about the, like, modern horror movies. She climbs this rope the way every ghost or zombie moves <laughs> in a modern horror movie yeah. now. Where they do, like, it's the true. quick cuts and they go, like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden. Like, the things I hated about the new It movie where I was like, this is fun. And then, like, that shit would happen. You'd be like, I fucking hate that. I net. hate
3: that about the new It movie, too. Because it makes yeah, me it. think of as horror. That was so popular yeah. in the early 2000s. Everything did the quick motion shit.
0: Yeah, it never made you jump, It you made you go like, oh, I paid so oh, dollars to watch this. Yeah, bummer. Yeah,
1: but like the Buddy patrol. <laughs> the gym teacher is wondering how Poppy was able to do that so easily. And she's looking at her, and she's like, is something wrong with you? And she's like, I'm a bumblebee. I'm like, what? I'm a bee, and I have to get back to the hive. And then she's just like, we don't see it. We see a runoff camera, but apparently she tries to dive into a keyhole <laughs> in a door, which puts her into a coma.
0: I'm like, I hate to say I told you so, but there is no keyhole. That was that the hives joke. All right, I'll keep going. Never mind. I'll meet myself. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> you gave him a courtesy laugh, but Viking and Viking got nothing? Got no. nothing at all?
0: Sorry, they got nothing. Yeah. we guys, all People like the hives. fucking Nobody sucked. liked that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. So now we're, uh, we're in front of Principal Blackman's office. Now, I mentioned this earlier. Jerry Blank's <laughs> last black name man. was because uh, they left it blank on the script. The script also had it listed that the principal would be a black man. And eventually they just went with okay, we're just going to call him Principal Blackman.
0: And Onyx is also black.
1: Yes, his full name is Principal Onyx Blackman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: know that. <laughs> This actor, Greg Holloman, two amazing things about this dude. He grew up with and was friends with Shabadoo from Breakin'. If you've ever seen any movie (laughs) from the 80s where there's a guy who looks sort of like he's a cowboy and a punk and he's breakdancing, that's Shabadoo. He was a big deal in the 80s. But his one credit that I saw and made me laugh so hard. You know in The Fugitive, when Harrison Ford is like, he worked his way back into working at the hospital because he's trying to figure out all the stuff about the one arm man. And Juliet Nichols, the actress, who's like, hey, can you help me with this guy or whatever? A orderly comes flying down the hallway on roller skates, grabs a chart, does like a 360 and flies away and I always thought it was the funniest thing where I was like, how busy is this <laughs> hospital that there's an orderly who's like flipping around on roller skates, giving charts all the time. That's Onyx Blackman. The principal from this movie, This show is the guy who does that. I watched The Fugitive like a month ago and like made note to my wife was like, no one always makes me laugh at this movie. The guy on the roller skates. So the fact that he's the roller skate guy for The Fugitive and with friends with Shabadoo and his principal
3: Blackman, Mount Rushmore. Mount
1: Rushmore?
3: Yeah, put him up there. But it's all one guy, so it would just be for him? Well, three him.
1: And then the singer of him.
0: No, I would not put him on my Ramon Rushmore. <laughs> him and his stupid logo and his stupid Bam Margera. I'm with you, Joe.
1: Does really isolate a lot of listeners <laughs> this episode.
0: Oh, I don't think I'm isolating a lot of listeners by saying that him is not a good man, or that nobody cares about Bam Margera in 2023. Look, I hope the guy doesn't die, but I don't care about him <laughs> doing stuff, you know?
1: Okay, well, uh, quick tangent before we get back into it. I will just say this. I don't listen to a ton of him these days, but I think they are a very good band. And you got to remember, like, Bam Margera just kind of stole all their stuff because he was a big fan. They weren't the Bam Margera band. He just happened to really like them and steal their logo and use all their shit.
0: Gordo, you'll appreciate this. Anybody who's listening to this musician who knows about him, they, like, took their pick slides and tracked them, like, 37 times on a song. That is the most egregious thing to listen to ever. I hate that band.
3: Oh, I hate when people take the pick slides and do that. That's why
0: I said it's a very specific (laughs) thing. You'd have to be somebody who's really uh, nerdy about music to understand that.
3: I'm just trying to relate to you. That sounds annoying. Joe, just be his
0: friend. I love you, Fern. (laughs) Fuck, Bam. (laughs) I oh, that Dr. Phil keeps reaching out to Bam, too. <laughs> Dr. Phil keeps reaching to like, I'll help you. And Hulk Hogan keeps being like, R.I.P., brother. It's the funniest
1: <laughs> fucking circle no, of the, the celebrity. The Hulk Hogan thing is from way before. I know, but it's still so funny. That was basically when Ryan Dunn died, and Hogan just thought it was the wrong dude. He's like, damn, Bam. <laughs> it's like
3: a million, like, Rise and Fall of Bam Igera videos on YouTube. I've watched, like, all of them because I like to see the fall.
1: <laughs> this is a very, like, dark episode. This is, like, exposing nothing but, like, all our worst qualities. <laughs> but anyways, uh Jerry's in the principal's office, and he's basically, like, kind of questioning her about the whole situation with Poppy, and, like, where she got her drugs from, and I'm just trying to remember, like, some of the other details that went along with the scene.
3: Well, for some reason, the principal, like, says, like, I know you guys were close. Like, what is he talking
2: about? Yeah. I thought at first he was fishing for information.
1: No, but it seems like he's not. She feels guilty, but he doesn't think it's her. So, like, I don't know why she's in the office, but he doesn't seem to be accusing her. Oh, because he says that he's giving that every he's talking
2: to every student. Because oh, did um, you say that? for like grief yeah, he's counseling, to every yeah, every single
0: student. That's that's why she feels guilty because he's like, I know you wouldn't know anything because you two were close, and that's why she feels more guilty because he like lays that guilt trip on her.
1: He also mentions that the parents are deeply distraught, and then like presses a button, and a
2: curtain <laughs> yeah. moves,
1: and they're just like behind him, just crying behind a curtain. Like that's so strange. much
0: more dark than Bam Margera, <laughs> <laughs> and more enjoyable. <laughs>
3: like then like after when she says she doesn't know anything, he just presses the button again and and banishes the, the parents behind the curtain again.
0: Just hanging out at the the parents are hanging out at the school all day. It's very depressing.
3: But again, I don't understand why he thinks that Jerry and her were close. Right? Because yeah, they only friendly talked one day.
2: What is the third day of school?
3: That'll be the fourth.
0: That would be the fourth. But she only lived through three. No. Four. She lived through four, and it says it's the fifth, right? Because the fourth would have been, the third day was talking to the pr- talking to the teacher, and then she brought the drugs in on the fourth day. So we're on day five. So this is a Friday. It's a weekend. Guys, upside, it's not depressing anymore. It's a Friday. <laughs> TGIF. Imagine this show on TGIF. Urkel takes some glint and <laughs> goes poorly.
3: <laughs> Laura goes to jail. Like, the one, a the, the, great the, episode. There was that episode when Urkel gets drunk and falls off the roof. <laughs> Got any no, lint? Got any Satan's hair lip? <laughs> <laughs> Got any
0: Carl Winslow's hair lip? Okay, guys, that's clearly our comedy troupe's name, Carl Winslow's hair lip. We'll be touring the country in no time.
1: So now we're back at Jerry's house, and the her whole family's having dinner when she shows up. And then the conversation comes up about Poppy and how Derek mentions that she recently OD'd and now she's in a coma. And their stepmom's like, oh, what a shame, you know. She's like, you know, if she doesn't pull through, I'll have the Widow's League like, send over some casseroles. It's like, this is just, oh. <laughs> there's just like a band of widows who are just like ready for event planning. Well, I think with
3: that is, like, you see the dads old and catatonic. They're all just a group of women that go with older men, hoping they'll die soon and they, and they can collect on their money. They clicked on their ZD. It's <laughs> like the beauty is when he dies, we'll get so many baked ZDs.
1: But with the dad, <laughs> I still don't think that's like what they're going with with him. Like, I think it's because it's unaddressed that he doesn't move. No, so like-
0: it's not that. It's just that it's, I mean, like, that's a thing. Like, you see it in like a bunch of shows, right? It's a very Italian thing, right? I think we all have witnessed this. Like, somebody in the family passes away, and the first thing you do is you bring food over, right? Oh, like, well,
1: yes. Why yeah. are you
0: wearing a bib? Oh, it's a lobster bib. Because in the scene, they're all eating lobster, and Jerry's dad is just like, I bought 50 lobster bibs recently.
1: Joe loves visual gags on our audio podcast. This is
0: the second one he's done today. <laughs> this is trying to make you guys laugh. It's not. Yeah. I didn't address it myself. If I was t- trying to address myself, I'm like, hey, take a video of me and my lobster bib. It was just to make you guys laugh. I watched Gordo track it the whole time, though,
3: and watched <laughs> the confusion in his eyes the whole time. being like, what is he doing? So not for so not for this show, you bought fifty lobster bibs.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go yeah. back to that. I'm working on a project. Oh, and just to elaborate, Joe, deathly allergic to shellfish. Deathly. Would my throat
0: would close immediately.
1: So he bought all these lobster bibs with the intention of never eating lobster.
0: It's a it's a long story. If any of our fans out here or are big fans of the band The Undertones, let me know and I'll send them a lobster bib. I'm working on a, a new merch product. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Joey De Chanel. Yeah, you're so quirky with your lobster bibs.
0: I bought
1: fifty lobster bibs. This
0: is a make. Mm.
2: If you knew the, <laughs>
4: mm.
0: <laughs>
1: you wouldn't know. They're not a very popular band, but they're
0: a very popular band. They're one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs>
4: I fucking hate you guys so much. Stop, <laughs>
1: Stop giving. 30
0: years of nightmare friendship.
1: Uh-huh. So anyways, yeah. Um, back at dinner, like, all this stuff that's going on here, they're just casually talking about it because obviously the girl at school ODing and being in a coma is going to be a big topic. But again, Jerry's so, like, consumed with guilt that any it comes up, she gets very defensive. And she's saying, like, I don't even know her. And keyholes are a menace, and she, like, like runs off, and that's the whole, you
3: know. I feel like her lifetime of um, crime and drugs, she'd be more used to that kind of thing and be better at hiding it.
0: Right, she'd be under scrutiny a lot of times.
1: But I think now is the, then she wasn't trying to have a fresh start. Now yeah. she's trying to, like, have a do-over so she doesn't want to ruin it.
3: No, I, I I get that, I just think she'd be better at the routine should be better better under pressure yeah yeah doesn't
2: she reference that something would violate her probation so she's currently actively on probation she did, right yes
3: now. see and they could have used that that could have been why she had to go back to school the judge ordered it or blah 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 just yeah. give me
1: something i know that it bothers you but i wouldn't be as hung up on this detail as you are it I, I it's a big me. deal but um it's one of those things that could have been addressed in a later episode for all she's we know.
3: Adult yeah. in high school, just give me any reason at all, any goofy yeah. sitcom reason. I would be <laughs> I know, fine with it because
1: it's usually a throwaway line. So I get it. Um, yeah, that whole "don't rub your feces on the lampshade." I don't. I, is that just her, like her default response to when her she's quirks. in panic? Like that's just something <laughs> she does.
0: Uh, can she, can she just produce
4: feces? <laughs>
1: yeah, like right? unbuckling I mean, her can. belt, getting ready to do it. It was fucking yeah.
4: hilarious. Yeah.
1: So she runs to her room, and now when you see her inside, she's talking to her turtle again, who's on the bed with her. And I like how she she just (laughs) starts. Yeah. yeah, She just starts though right off the bat by saying, First of all, I want to reiterate that I would die if anything ever happened to you. And then she gets into the story. So again, it's projecting, but I think it is very funny because you you know something's gonna happen later on.
2: Did anybody else think that when she First, lifted up the pillow and the turtle was there. That he shit everywhere and that it wasn't hay. No, because I didn't really all think All you at all. see is like green all around the turtle. And I was like, do oh, turtles shit, green? shit?
3: I don't know. Only the ninja turtles because they're radioactive. Oh. they That's the ooze.
1: Four baby turtles.
3: She <laughs> 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 so does have to worry about salmonella, though. Yeah.
1: You can get salmonella from a turtle?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. I have had a turtle. Well, my mom, my
4: brother, technically, has had a turtle for I think it's twenty-eight years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah. they live long. Uh or no, probably about twenty five years old. His name is Tommy after Tommy the Rugrat to date it. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> well, that thing just won't die, huh? No, he will not. No, I mean they, they live to be like a hundred if you keep take care of them. They're like parrots.
0: Yeah, parrots and birds like that are usually in people's wills because they live so much longer than the people.
2: Yeah, they live like 100 plus years. Except parrots, for Frankie
0: dude. Coco Beware's bird who died in a house fire. <laughs> <and> the neighbors <laughs> said screaming. they could hear the bird oh,
2: screaming. Come on. Which oh, one? Hits
3: my heart oh, so This much. episode is so dark.
4: What was the bird, Ferg, in Trailer Park Boys, taco? Oh, I forget. He got mulched in an air conditioning fan blade. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, uh,. This is a dark fucking episode.
1: So now the next scene, we'll talk about dark. Now we're, um Jerry goes to the hospital and <laughs> she's in Poppy's room. It's after hours, like after visiting hours, she sneaks in with the intention to <laughs> pull the plug on her because if she comes to again, then people might find out what happened and that's her fear. So first, she the shot of her holding up like the plug and she like, you know, unplugs it. And you just hear someone from the next side over go, oh, my dear God, my heart. (laughs) (laughs) And she, like, plugs it back in. And then goes and
0: apologizes, too. Like, it's happened before. She's like, whoops.
1: And then, yeah, she plugs it back in and then goes to pick up the correct cord. And then she's, like, struggling to, like, decide if she really wants to do this or not. And that's when an orderly enters the room. Like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just, you know, holding a vigil. And he goes, oh, you must be her uncle. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, the orderly just <laughs> casually, like, unplugs everything. It's like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, you didn't hear? Poppy passed away about an hour ago. Sorry for your loss. And yeah, I
4: wasn't expecting this
2: at all. <laughs> me too.
0: Yeah, it was it was different. Do you think if you were the guy, too, who's like, oh, my God, my heart, he'd be like, wait, that girl's been dead next to me for a whole hour? That seems kind of fucking weird. Gross. And he's like, I was, he's asking her questions. He's like, she's really ignoring me. I think that girl's a bitch. <laughs> she's like, she's been dead, man.
1: And now we get to the next scene in the gym, and the principal's there addressing everyone, and they're talking about, you know, Poppy's death and how they're gonna do this memorial time capsule, which was like, it really had like little to nothing to do with Poppy. It, it had a good luck Poppy card, which is like, I guess the card they were gonna send to the hospital, and then they found out she died. The one thing about her. Yeah, and then other than that, it was like a t shirt for the school, and then the principal takes a selfie. Uh, with the Polaroid, and just dumps that in there. Oh, he dumps the camera in there. He keeps the picture because he likes the picture of himself. <laughs> he the whole camera in. He goes on to say about how they don't know who supplied the glint, but they just assume that you know whoever it is is probably feeling an immense amount of guilt. That's when Jerry steps up and says, "Hey, I've got something to say."
0: Before you say that, I think one of the funniest lines of this whole show is when he's doing his uh memorial speech, where he's like. Though we'll soon forget where we put the time capsule and sooner forget who Poppy was. <laughs> Just like, <Yeah>. It's like,
2: it's <laughs> so immediately
0: dark about not giving a shit about this poor dead and teenage it girl. Pans,
2: and then it pans back over to the parents to the who parents are grieving right
1: even here. harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. This is a, I mean, it's a weird show. and It's a weird first episode story.
0: And those bleachers can kill you. It's dangerous in a school.
1: It's true. Jerry steps up, and now she's going to address everybody. And we think at this point that she's going to admit to what she did. But instead, in a very clever move on her part, who she's been having a hard time getting anyone to go to her party, is now asking, hey, show of hands, who's going to be attending my Poppy Downs memorial party on Friday at my house?
0: Genius move.
1: Now everybody's going to be going. Everyone raises their hands. I did think that was extremely clever on her part. Evil, but clever.
2: She knows what she's doing. She's been around the block a few times. I think this is starting to show the onion of Jerry.
1: Jerry onion. I mean, Jin-in. you know,
3: layers. Onion. See, I see what you're saying, but we've already seen the darker uh, layer that she was about to murder a girl.
1: Yeah, she was uh, going to murder <laughs> yeah. her about two
4: seconds she, earlier. I mean, as the episode progresses, she's a sociopath.
1: Yeah, she's a bad yeah. person.
0: Yeah. Also, it's never good when somebody who's like 46 is like, all I want is for high school teenagers to adore me and be my friend. <laughs> Nothing good has ever come from that mentality.
1: When we see the actual party itself, uh, it seems to be going well. doesn't seem to be like a memorial party. It looks like kind of just a standard party.
0: And Mr. and Mrs. Downs are there as well again.
1: Yeah. Noblet's there. And he's like, Jerry, I wouldn't worry about those grades. This party is an A+. plus." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Am getting social grades instead of actual school grades? This is the scene too where you see Jerry's dad, who is like sexually looking up at a girl It's like a teenage girl dancing in front of him.
1: There's also like all these different. They're, they're cutting around the party, but it's kind of staying with Jerry most of the time. And she's also now using this uh this opportunity to tell Poppy's parents about the final exchange that she had with her, uh, because they were such close friends. Says, they may never know who gave me these drugs, but at least it wasn't you, Jerry Blank, my new best friend. Which sends him back into hysterics again. <laughs>
0: crying yes. again. Not the best thing to say to these poor people.
1: Also talking to Poppy's, well, not widow, because they were just boyfriend-girlfriend, but her now ex. And basically using this as an opportunity to take her boyfriend as well and kind of goes in for the kiss. Which he's not super receptive to, but...
2: Yeah, cuz she said that Poppy's last words were please take care of my boyfriend physically. Yeah, I think
3: da da dot physically. Again, so wrong because she's an adult and that is a child.
0: Also the best part of that too is like she she's saying that she's like her last words were take care of you
1: physically. And then she died. <laughs> she says that's so happy. And then a little later on at the party, there's this is girl Amber and um, she's like, "Hey, Amber, how do you like the hot fruit?" <laughs> and she's like, "It makes my lips numb." And that's when Jerry realizes, "Oh no, the bowl of hot fruit is the same bowl I used to make the glint." So I guess means she didn't clean it before didn't adding all wash that hot the fruit. Bowl? Yeah,
0: or maybe it's so th- so potent that it like gets inside the porcelain. It's too viscous. It's very viscous.
1: Very strong glint. But now we're realizing that a bunch of people at the party are now on glint because I guess multiple people had some of the hot fruit.
0: You know, all those kids made fun of her for offering the hot fruit. And then what happens they go to the party? A bunch of them eat the hot fruit. Shithead teenagers.
1: I mean, teenagers are just shitty people, though.
2: It's true. Yeah. Not known for their logic.
0: If you guys had to pick one hot fruit to eat out of a bowl, I'm taking the Gordo line here. You
3: just had two bites of one really hot fruit alone in a bowl. What would you pick? Easy watermelon. None, because I fucking hate any fruit hot. You
1: go, oh, no, I think you picked the worst one. Yeah. It actually. Watermelon.
4: <laughs> I, know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I love easy, watermelon. Easy watermelon. Easy watermelon. I mean, I feel like I have to go apple. It's the it's the only fruit that you really think about eating warm already. Yeah, and even hot apple
3: cider it's why i don't like apple pie and i always get like the funny looks when i say that is cuz i don't like apples cooked i'll i'll eat an apple like a green apple like cold but cooked it's just gross i would
1: say um pineapples also when they're running cuz like grilled pineapples really good that's a good I one, yeah. i like do
3: that a lot that one's good just not on pizza hey i'm going to go with tomatoes because i love a good oh, sauce oh shit boom oh, the curve
4: Ferg just won this one there you go Fergus just Pizza. eating a bowl of warm tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won.
0: Well, Fergu's is a big fan of fried green tomatoes. It makes sense that this finally came out this way.
1: I hope he has a whole bowl of warm Tums next to him, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm thinking of the chewable Tums being warm, and it's really bumming me
4: out. Ugh. Ew. I don't like the chewable Tums...
3: At um, all all gums are chewable. It's like, just redundant.
4: I was gonna say yeah, they're all. I I, I guess they're all chewable. But I buy like <laughs> the bottle of the the chalky fruit flavored chewable ones. Yeah, I don't like the chalky ones. I kind of like the gummy ones that they have now.
1: Oh, I haven't tried the gummy ones. The ones that are like Starburst.
4: Yeah, yeah, like kind of like that. They're I a little softer than it. a Starburst.
1: I kind of like those chewy ones. I don't find them to be as effective as like the chalky ones though. I watch
4: I th- Jay. Jay would just like. Pop Tums, if I'm not mistaken. like you I get still like a, pop me Tums. Me
1: too, I still
3: do that.
4: I yeah, yeah, have like, Tums in my snack.
1: locker at work. I have Tums at home. I have Tums in my car. <laughs> I Not because I think it's a delicious candy, but because I have heartburn all the time. You
2: never know when heartburn's going to
3: strike. I swear by Tums, but when we went away to formania, when we went to Texas, I learned how much more effective Pepto is than
4: Tums. Yeah, Pepto
1: can do a lot too.
3: Pepto's more
4: for
2: the stomach. It just happens to treat the hard burn, Yeah, heartburn I always thought Pepto's too, like a yeah. stomach
3: thing. It was instant. I got rid of my hard burn in a second.
2: I was going to say it depends on how long you have to wait. Like, if you need it instantly, like, Pepto's going to coat you or milk of magnesia.
0: Pepto also makes it chewable, by the way, and it's one of the weirdest flavors you'll ever try.
3: It's like mint, right? It's mint, it's but like... it's also,
0: like, bubble gummy. It really throws yeah, your yeah, brain Yeah, off. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Ooh,
3: bubble yum.
0: It's it, it's not good. Also, like you can't enjoy the flavor of anything you're eating when you're like, I'm dying inside. That's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> very <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: So now we get to a little later on in this party, now that all these kids are on Glint, we see one of them just holding Shelly, the turtle. And Jerry's very nervous about that. He's like, hey, hand me that turtle. And he just like throws it over her, like kind of like the keep away type game to another Glint kid. And now they're just like they're going back and forth, tossing this turtle you know, over her, but it's getting closer and closer to the fan. And you see like the fan spinning around and she keeps looking up at it. And every time they throw it, she's getting more and more nervous that the turtle's gonna hit the fan. They do get
0: editing here too to make it build up the tension.
1: I mean yeah there was one where like it went up past the fan as the blade went by and back down again. Like it's it's getting close. And then finally Shelly lands on the floor and nothing wrongs happened, and it's like, oh, thank God! And then someone just swing comes by with a golf club and four. just fucking swings and fucking just launches this turtle through the glass window or glass door. <laughs> well, then he screams four, and then uh, Principal Blackman just goes,
0: "Well, that was weird," which <laughs> is the best fucking button to that.
1: Well, because like. Sh- <laughs> And then Jerry just, like, fucking runs right through the rest of it. Like, cause the, the turtle broke the glass a little bit, but then she just storms right through it. Yeah, she goes the rest of the plate it. glass. It's yeah. full Jason voice through the door.
0: Yes. Or James Bond in uh, Casino Royale, where he goes right through the uh, drywall.
1: <laughs> and now she's going, oh, Shelly, what have I done? What have I done? And then she's going, for, reason that, for reasons I'd rather not say this is bitterly ironic... What a heavy price to pay for popularity. The Downs lost a child and I lost a turtle. Because that's comparable. (laughs) Which is a greater loss? I don't know. She's like, I don't know. She says, I do know one thing. Come this Monday morning, everyone at the school will have a pity on me. So that's going to be worth something. So her brain, like, as much as she loved this turtle and kept saying how she would never be able to get on without it. The turtle fucking gets killed. And her instant reaction is, oh, man, people are going to be, you know feeling sorry for me at school tomorrow it's gonna to be great because she's a sociopath she's a terrible person yes
0: oh we I mean, heard like goodbye line where she's like they never did find out who killed poppy so i guess justice was served i think it's the funniest line in the whole episode where you like get her sociopathy uh completely there
1: and then from there we get to this final scene where she's jerry in bed she's talking to the camera for a little bit saying oh well, you know with the exception of shelly and poppy downs everything turned out pretty okay and uh, this is still going back into that, like, after-school special vibe that they're trying to go with. And she has, like, this little, like, closing monologue about, you know, how she's learned some things. And, I mean, she's learning bad lessons. And I guess that was kind of the treatment of the show is she's supposed to learn a lesson every episode, but it's always going to be a bad one.
2: Okay, I can see that.
1: And then during the she opens up her mother's urn again, and she's talking to her mom, and she's like, oh, I want you to meet Shelly. And she her turtle's ashes are just in, like, an old pill bottle, and she just, like, opens it up.
0: <laughs> I do love that when you cremate down a turtle, it lands in a pill bottle, which is wild, too, because do, do you guys ever... I don't know if anybody's on medication for anything all the time here, but I got medication recently, and, like, I didn't realize what was going on. They gave me three months' worth.
1: Oh, yeah. I, saw, I do the three-month thing now. It's
0: great. It's the biggest bottle I've ever seen in my entire life, where I was like, I feel, like, embarrassed picking this up. We're like, oh...
1: Anything I take is a. I have a couple um, smaller pills, so even a three-month supply is in kind of your standard pill size bottle.
0: Mine are big, and I have to take like three at a time. So it's a it's a giant bottle of ninety of them. Because I'm crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, she she dumps her turtle's ashes to mix them in with her mom's. She's like, now don't you two stay up all night yakking on. <laughs> Like, so weird um she <laughs> says good night that's the close of the show it's very strange and i guess like again even when we're talking this stuff out like all these scenes are very crazy but you do i guess have to keep in mind that it's a satirical show and a lot of the tone and jokes are meant to be odd at times because they're trying to fit an era that this show is not a part of
0: yeah, I think that the great point you brought up too is like she's going to learn a lesson, but it'll always be the wrong lesson or a bad lesson is what makes the satire right, yeah. so good about right. it being a, uh after school special type of thing. I'm kind of bummed out too that they don't make those anymore. We kind of grew up at the very last gasp of them. We're like, there would be kind of a couple, but they sort of relegated them to like sitcoms, right? Where like they would teach you lessons in a show like Saved by the Bell or It's Better Cousin, California Dreams. Like, so you got that stuff after Stop. school. I don't know about that but like we didn't have the movies right we didn't have like the crazy like the day after tomorrow or like the day the kid took PCP and fell off the flagpole like that's like all these 80s movies they would just constantly pump out and it'd be like ABC movie of the week and they'd always put them on at like four in the afternoon so you could watch it after school or whatever we kind of like hit the end of that they would just make like a really dark episode
3: of like 90210 instead like so this is kind of fun to see that. It's because somewhere along the line, they realize kids don't pay attention to this stuff. And when they do, they think it's funny. So they have to squeeze it into entertainment and disguise it <laughs> as entertainment.
0: Right. And I think the the genius of this show, too, though, is that, like, people like us, especially, like, why this show should work for us is that, like, people don't pay attention. But when they do, they're not going to take the right lesson. They're just going to make fun of it, which is, like, exactly what we just did and what the show just does. Right. It's perfect.
1: So, yeah, I don't know if um. I have much else to mention about the show. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up about it?
0: I would love to see the movie again now. Cause I, I mean like I w- I don't know if this is streaming anywhere. I really love this. It has to be right. This is a pretty big show. I'd love to keep watching this
1: show. I believe is available on Paramount plus.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It seems to be where that stuff's going The Viacom stuff. Uh, I would keep watching this. I would love to watch the movie's a prequel by the way. The movie came out like five or six years later and is a prequel. So that would be interesting to rewatch now kind of with these eyes.
1: That's easier when you have her character playing older than she was, too. So that's kind of an easy thing to do. Right. I believe when I read when they were doing some of her wardrobe and stuff, some of the quotes uh, was at one point she told the makeup artist or the wardrobe people that she wanted to look like a golfer. And uh, also that she described the character as she wanted to look like someone who owned a snake.
3: (laughs) That's kind of perfect. I get the golfer thing. I don't get the snake
0: part. <laughs> I don't know. I've I used to practice in a practice space that uh, one of the room, the people who owned it uh, they must have lived there too. But one of the rooms was in the basement, and there was a little closet in there where the snake lived. That it was like a terrifying pay by the hour practice space. They went down to this basement, and there was like a fifty foot snake that just like lived in this closet that you hoped didn't like learn how to unlock a door while you were just trying to play music. And I feel like Jerry Blank would have worked there. Uh, it kind of tracks for me.
2: That's horrifying.
0: Oh yeah. That snake is definitely dead now.
3: I hope it's still there though. So if you open that door, it's just a skeleton of a snake. Oh, or just a really hungry snake. Cause that was like
0: 2010. It's like, I haven't eaten in 13 years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I haven't eaten in weeks. <laughs> I'm really sad and lonely.
1: <laughs> so at this point, we might as well close it out with the green light or cancel. So I'm going to go in the order that I see you guys in. Nick, starting with you.
4: I, I really am not sure about this one. I it's really weird, and that's kind of I don't know. I have like this thing. It's just like if they're, if you're too like eccentrically weird, it, it turns me off, and I, I don't really know why. But this show, I I think is 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 funny enough up against that, that it's, it's going to get the green light because the, the things that did make me laugh, like really made me laugh. Um, it was really, (laughs) it's a strange show. Like just, I agree with Ferg. I don't like that. They don't give you any kind of explanation as to why she's doing what she's doing, but I guess you kind of really don't need it either. She's, she's great. She is just, she plays this character really well. And I I guess I do. I just want to see more of her ridiculousness because it is intriguing enough to want to come back for more. But like I said, it's a tough one. It's a little too weird for me,
2: but uh, not enough to cancel it. So it's a green light. Gordo. This is a uh, cancel. I didn't like the show when it was on. I didn't really like it outside of like the father. I thought the father bits were really really funny other than that I I just didn't like it I didn't like the set I I don't know it's just it rubbed me the wrong way the entire time through it went quick so it's not like typically like when I cancel it it's like I I stop and I'm like oh my god you know hurry up like it's kept me watching it but I just didn't like it and I don't quite know why I think maybe it just was a little weird and it was a little like too out there for me. I I don't know, but I didn't, I know I didn't like it. So cancel for me. Joe.
0: Yeah, I really like this show. It's just a very weird style of humor. I think it's kind of interesting to think of some of the people who came out of this and what they ended up doing. Right. And the people behind it and what their background was before this. And I think it's interesting, too. I mean, this was Comedy Central's first ever scripted show. So we got Detroiters and, you know, all of these shows later on sort of because of this, which is pretty interesting. And I like the idea that a network took a chance on something so insanely weird. I really enjoy this type of humor. I get that it's not for everybody, but I think there are so many genuine laughs in this because half the time you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, it's still enjoyable all these years later it's a green light for me
3: for, I'm a little conflicted because I did thoroughly enjoy the jokes in this show but I feel as that type of humor a little goes a long way and I almost feel like this style would have worked better at like SNL skits that they went through over time or even if you broke almost like how Beavis and Butthead was like two episodes in a half hour block like it was just too much all at once i'm actually gonna lean towards cancel just because i was kind of over it by the end and i was still laughing at the jokes but i was no longer really enjoying myself
1: if that makes any sense so yeah cancel oh yeah that puts me in a tiebreaker situation and i don't know when i was watching the show i found myself doing like one key thing that's never good and that was checking the time over and over and over again. There were some funny parts, but I felt like the I had said this to you guys privately before we started that it was not the tone that I remembered, you know all these years later and it was that this was a very slow kind of dragged out thing to me even I mean the, it's the style of the show, and I know it's intentional. everything just felt so slow and The jokes were dry, even, like, the stuff that's wacky is done in a very, like, monotone way, and I just kept looking at the time. I don't know. It just didn't quite work for me, so for that reason, I got to cancel it as well. So with that in mind, that is only two out of five, so sorry to Strangers with Candy. You do not live on to see episode two with us. Now Joe's friend's going to kill us.
0: Yeah, someone's not going to be happy with a couple of you guys, a few guys.
1: So, apparently, this is going to be the last show for three of us, so uh, <laughs> stay tuned next week for um, the first of our Halloween month. Uh, thank you for the listening me. It will be ghosts. The, yeah, for the uh, back-to-school month that we just concluded, but um, yes, for the Halloween month, apparently, it'll only be Joe and Nick moving forward, because one of Joe's friends is going to murder us all brutally.
0: <laughs> yeah, but isn't that perfect for How Halloween? How fitting. Yeah, yeah, that's, for yeah, Halloween. that's
1: so maybe we will return as ghosts for our Halloween month um, and that will be our farewell but yeah with that being said uh, thanks everybody for listening again go to s1e1pod.com that's where you can find all the links to everywhere where you can listen to us all our social medias again s1e1pod on Instagram and what was formerly known as Twitter now X hit us up talk to us there we like to interact with all of you guys hear your stories we want to know the shows you want us to cover, uh, how you found us is definitely big on us. I love finding out how you guys found us. Um, so, you know, hit us up, talk to us. We'll get back to you for sure. But until then, we'll catch you again next week with another new episode. Thanks again. Goodbye.
0: I think we got the best modern CGI ghosts in a heart. Now. Now we didn't ask. boo! that's what
3: they say. Boo. (laughs) boo. (laughs) I was saying words. Wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on. (laughs) Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> boy.